oh, we're going. Hello. <laughs> he got me off guard here. Uh, what do you think I was asking if everybody was ready for? <laughs> well, yeah, I just I thought you'd like give me a minute to center myself. Jesus. You said well, you were hello. Ready. <laughs> I get, well, I guess now I'm ready. Good. It's uh, episode. I think I counted it out. I think we're on episode like 45 or something. Uh, Let me sorry. <laughs> we'll get him out eventually. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, they'll they'll see him. If you guys, any have any questions? Just ask me with the approximate timestamp. I'll find it. <laughs> But they're in my computer, but I can't upload them to Drive until somebody's ready to edit them because I need because I don't have enough space in my Drive, so I need to upload one. That person download it so I can delete that from my Drive, upload the next one because they're big files. Being like two and a half. Episode forty-five, by the way. Oh yeah, they're they're big boys. Yeah. They're big boys. So, episode forty-five of the Boundless Yours. I am your... Yeah, but I'm, like, far away. I can't just bring them the hard drive. I, I have the hard drive in my computer that they're on fine. It's just getting them to the other people to edit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so James takes them to me, and then I drive six hours over there to drop them off, and then drive six hours back. Yo, That's road trip? Point. We can both just, go. <laughs> just bring James with you. Yeah, what the yeah exactly. <laughs> This has been such a crazy intro. Uh, 40, <laughs> episode 45 of The Boundless Shores. I'm your uh, a zookeeper of a DM trying to keep these animals in line from <laughs> these goddamn monkey exhibit here. Uh, I see what you did there, Wes. I see uh, what today, you did there. of course, uh, I'm going to... Okay, hold on. I'm going to try and guess. I was, I was second last to join the call. So... It's James first, and then I think it's Nate, and then Owen and Liam, and then Chris, and then V. Yes, I get to kill your characters this session! I mean, real possibility. I mean, maybe if we actually run into Kvalls, we'll see see where he's hanging out. Jokes on you, I have my backup character ready already. If you kill my character... And if you you need any, uh, V has a binder full. Oh, cool. (laughs) I'm starting the second one. The second binder. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, That's how I feel every time I open up my uh, X-Wing card collection. (laughs) Yeah. Like $2,000 worth of X-Wing. I assume you won. Because uh, I caught like uh, part six at, at first is the first one. Why well, didn't you watch all the parts? Because it showed up on my for you page because we're friends, right? And so it showed oh. up part six, and you're like, "Yeah, it's not looking great for him." So I was like, "Oh, it's spoiled." <laughs> oh, he actually had a he actually had a little bit of a comeback turn seven and turn eight, but unfortunately, he just couldn't clutch it out in turn nine. Okay. I wanted to Anyways. comment on one of them, just like, "Hey, that's my room, dude. Why are you why play an X-wing on my floor?" <laughs> <laughs> it's it's there's still a, a three by three foot by three foot square duct taped on the floor there. Bro, that's my floor. <laughs> um, does anyone want to recap uh, last session? I've, James did all the talking last session. Uh, someone else has to do it. 
Did I get an inspo? I can't remember. You did. Yay! <laughs> Someone um, else has, has to do the recap. Okay, so... Yeah, I believe in you. Try my best. Because my short-term memory is fucking shit. <laughs> okay, so we were... Uh, fuck, now I'm blanking. We saw Kiriki... <laughs> you started on the start on the boat, then you right, saw Kiriki, the then you saw K. Do it in that order. Yeah. We started on the boat. Um, we got to see all of our new rooms that are all personal to each of us, and then um, Alistair gave us some cool, um, like I don't want to call them tools because trinkets. <laughs> trinkets. That's it. Thank you. Sorry. They're my products. Yes. Um. That are all like personalized to us as well. Um, we get to learn about our new boat and all of the space in it, including the little jar that we can like throw like a Pokemon ball. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That's the quickest way to explain it. Um, I just I give you guys like what I in my mind is just the coolest thing with such a hey, such a, Wes, a cool unique cool? ability. I didn't say it wasn't cool. Yeah, did and you guys are like, let me throw it in a fucking puddle. <laughs> oh, what about rain? Does it work in rain? You make my brain hurt. It's just me. I'll bring it on the rest of them. <laughs> um. So listen, if it needs to be a certain amount of water, what if we like? cast a spell on it to make it even smaller does the ra is it a ratio so then can we throw it in a puddle <laughs> it's a good thing we don't have an unlimited source of water at our disposal right? oh. <laughs> Hi, oh, <it's> the... <laughs> oh no I need something from the boat. Guys, we're in the middle of the land. Hey, there's a valley down there. I, I aim the, uh, whatever you call your trinket thing down there. Galleon bottle, go! Just do the fucking recap. <laughs> I was! Okay. Um, then we came back into town. We talked to Kirihi. Um, Alistair bought a... Um, Wand bracer. A wand bracer. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody else bought anything. I know Tobin, you had an interaction with Kirky, and I can't remember if anyone else did. And then, um, and then we went and talked to Kay. He updated us on some stuff. We updated him on some stuff, and now we're in a dark dungeon. Want to just speed run? Want to just speed run? <laughs> Yeah, you guys you guys left off in the dungeon. That was the one thing you left out from the uh, recap with Liam is where we ended off. Oh, you want to just dungeon, like right. speed run just a few of the points that we covered uh, that, that Kay mentioned. Oh, yeah. um, we learned where, or no, he knows where Orgolan's sister is. We learned that some of his men have gone missing on a mission. Um... Shit, I literally just heard you say it like five minutes ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, Paylor's tear is missing. Um, I think everything else we mentioned, right? Yeah. Mostly it, and then he told us, yeah, probably a good idea to go see Safiri. Um, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I, for I totally forgot about this dungeon part. <laughs> this is <weird. laughs> I was so excited for the dungeon parts, yeah. but I'm like, oh my god, the dungeon! Dude, we're about to, like... So explain it, what's happening? We're gonna go down the dungeon and see if Beckett doesn't die? I don't know. <laughs> like, okay, we're Beckett, gonna go, it's okay, um... Beckett, we'll hold hands. Yeah. <laughs> that I go to explain the it as if Liam wasn't there last session. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I decided that in an effort to try to uh, make an adequate preparation to seal against the forces of evil, I would create a giant inward-facing diagram protecting all of the outsiders from evil that would otherwise exist within the circle. And then we're going to speck it in it. Yeah, and me. <laughs> so essentially, and we're going to try to talk to Jeshima. Yeah, so essentially, yeah, we're going to try and talk to Jeshima, but this is like one of the first times that we're doing it um, with me, like trying to act as a conduit like using power from her so we're a little bit worried about the consequences from that so basically there's this um spell circle that he's making that's like a protection from good or a protection from evil type thing which he's basically going to cast it backwards which kind of like stops it from getting out and then from the inside i'm going to cast just a regular um protection from evil but i'm going to try and do it using like Jeshima's magic that, like, she can't, like, that I, like, inherited. Well, Beckett kind of, like, meditates and tries to, like, reach out to her. And we're gonna hope that nothing bad happens, but that's why the circle's there, so. Fingers crossed. It's a very <laughs> common diagram used in a lot of summoning ceremonies. However, um, yeah, it's going to also be uh, dependent on no one actually disturbing the runes once they're in place. Yeah, we uh, guys, don't touch the runes. I'm, I'm looking at you. Nobody please. <laughs> As uh, within um, the diminished uh, low light of candlelight glowing around this, this small, it's a very small, it looks like as if a cellar was transformed into a small dungeon. It only has two actual jail cells in it. It just it just it's built out of place. Um but it's functional nonetheless as um within uh one of the chambers Alistair works away with his chalk uh drawing the runes and preparing the the circle as Beckett and Tobin prepare themselves for the unknown ahead. What are uh, the other three doing as you're watching this uh, this crew attempt to uh, contact this demigod that you've worked so hard to, to lock away? Knees, what are your thoughts as um, you weren't uh, able last week to, to voice any comments or concerns about this plan? Uh, how, how does Knees feel about, about what's going on? Um, I know how dangerous these things can be, so I am very on the fence, more leading towards we should not be doing this. Does he actually voice any of that, or is he just kind of thinking that? We should not be doing this. <laughs> I'm saying that out loud. Um, listen... Um, you're absolutely right. However, 
we are going to save Calduin, and we need as much information about Cavallus as we can. You weren't there. He... Like, destroyed us, you know? Like, absolutely annihilated us. So, we're going to do this. I understand that, but we can go about this. We've had, we've contacted Jeshima before. We just don't know exactly what it's going to be like now that she's, like, sealed away. Okay. Maybe she'll be more willing to help us since she's stuck doing Um, nothing. Yeah, let's, uh... Let's not give her anything that can uh, be necessarily too helpful for her. We want her to stay stuck. Okay, yep. so keep that in mind. So what would be considered helpful for her? Um, don't leave anything behind, you know what I mean? Make sure if we, like, go, if we were to, like, say... Uh, when I was reading about magic, there's definitely power in essence, okay? And, um, we gotta make sure that we don't leave any of our, if we were to, like, transport there, say, like, with the, uh, magically. I don't know if she'll come there, if we'll go there, in our minds. It's, we really never know, it's different every time. But if we do, make sure we fully leave when we leave, and not make any sort of, like, deals with her. Unless... There's no way it can go wrong, you know? I think that's that's what I'm thinking. That's what I mean, you know? So be wary even so much as residual magic exactly. that we cast. Exactly. We don't want to leave anything that she can latch on to. I'm not too worried about your spells, more from us on the inside. Me and Becca. Okay, then. Because your spell's kind of keeping the magic in anyway, so hopefully no other kind of magic will get in that could be useful yeah. to her if we were to like uh yeah i think our safety is probably the one we're most worried about because we're going in there mm-hmm. all right alistair um i you're a relatively mysterious character so far you haven't been very forefrontal about your past and your experiences uh with anything celestial um, what are your thought processing going into attempting to contact the demigoddess of darkness, the 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 prime general and right hand of the Everdark, the creator, the benevolent, all-knowing dark creature that is the basically the embodiment of hell? How are you feeling going going into this whole situation? You you seem to have a plan, but what are what are your thoughts and feelings behind it? My thoughts are primarily that <clears throat> I have a general lack of investment that the same people that are going into the circle have. There's definitely a threat in that regard, but comparatively speaking, I'm in a safer place however little of an increment that may be. With that in mind, what is she going to do? Kill me? At the end of the day, that's going to happen eventually anyway. The mortality of time, it stalks us all. So, uh, Alistair's taking more of a, a cynical approach to it. 
Um, what are uh, with with the with the warnings of of Tobin uh, saying? You know, don't leave anything that she can use. Uh, as as I said, <laughs> as I said, we uh, we don't know uh, too too much about Alistair and and the burdens of of his past that he he still carries. Are you nervous? I am kept somewhat mentally alert because of the fact that that leaves very little as far as options that I have to defend myself if I can't even so much as uh, channel a wand together for fear of uh, somehow it being uh, drawn away from my own power and used to fuel, as you said, a demigod. And Beckett, uh, you, out of most of the people here, have felt Jeshima's wrath the most. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and with multiple permanent scars from your experience and journey with Jeshima, how are you feeling going into this situation? Uh, she, I'm feeling... Um... I'm feeling more comfortable than I usually do because I'm going in with someone rather than on my own. Um, however, I am weary because the last time I had talked to her, I had basically accidentally warned her about our plans. So I'm also worried for my own safety. Um, we've seen it doesn't always go well for me. So. Yeah. Yeah. Are you worried about the poison or anything interfering as well? Oh yeah, but that's just a regular day of Beckett's life at this point. <laughs> like, she goes to sleep terrified that she's gonna wake up in that nightmare realm. So, like, yeah. All right. And the spell. Uh, oh, sorry. Did you want to say something? You you go on. I was just gonna say, let's do this. If you got more to say about it first, yeah. No, um, as as uh, drawing the final rune, Alistair finishes his preparations as the spell uh, is ready. As when all of you are ready to uh, attempt to contact Jeshua. You know, I think this. Uh... I think this circle is definitely a good idea because even if anything were to like uh, slip, hopefully uh, this um, circle is powerful enough to keep any of her influence from getting into the outside world because we don't need any of that. Yes, that would be. Um, <laughs> you got anything to say before we do this? Any um, thoughts? Like, as much as we now both have a connection to Jeshima, you've had a lot more um, mm -hmm. talking to her in this um, manner. Um, well, she's your mother, so I think... <laughs> I don't know. Like, just, uh, honestly, you probably have a better connection with her than I do now, so... Well, just, uh, just to be perfectly clear on this arrangement... Tobin, you are essentially an amplifier, 
and in this case, Beckett is the uh, main, the main source. Uh, yeah, Jeshima is like Beckett's deity, but Jeshima is also my mother, so my magic is in many ways similar to hers. So Beckett has experience contacting her, but since she's locked away, we're going to use my magic as a try and use my magic as like a lead back to her so that she can focus in her meditation and yeah. hopefully get us into contact with her. Then in an emergency, if you get ripped out of the circle, we've effectively severed the cord. If you are being effectively um, yeah. the amplifier. Possibly, but uh, once the connection's made, I don't know if that's necessarily going to save Beckett. But it's probably okay. worth a shot. Um, but like I said, maybe... Um, be... Don't pull me out unless you have to, you know? if it, uh, it Unless it gets that bad. You want to make sure any residual magic on her side as well, is uh, not brought out here, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. So if it has time to dissipate in the, uh, within the barrier, I think that would be better. Yeah. Okay, then. So. I did, just before we commence, as I feel we're about to try and contact Jeshua now, because uh, I know you guys aren't great with writing things down, I do want to remind you a certain party member has a certain siblings with markings. Certain who now with what? A certain party member has a sibling uh -huh. with certain markings that are connected to Jeshua. If that wanted to be brought up during this conversation. Oh, right. Uh, Golden sister. Oh. Um... Um, uh, I'm gonna turn to our golem and ask him. Or how do I do this? Um, you you don't. Uh, uh, this this doesn't have to affect roleplay at all. I just wanted to mention it for the sake of you guys asking questions and getting answers. <laughs> Oh, as in like an extra question we can ask while we're not. Okay. If if that was your goal, if you wanted to, you could go ahead and ask her. I just wanted to remind you guys that this was something that yeah. you noticed, and this will be something that you will remember. Right. What was her? What was our goal and sister's name? A uh, Savelle. Savelle. Right. Okay. All right. And. She had uh, markings of Jeshima as well as her magic uh, seemed to come from a dark place. Um, but I think with that, uh, I believe Tobin and Beckett step into the inward-facing protection of mag uh, uh, protection from evil um, how 
how how does your party commence from this moment as the two of you are now within the circle? Yeah, so I and everything's prepared. We'll uh, sit down. Be like, uh, take a deep breath. Uh, you ready? As I'll never be. <laughs> okay, I'm uh, I'm gonna cast the spell. I'm gonna start like from a pouch, just pulling out the um, material components. Um, and then I'll kind of like uh, give Beckett my hand to like take a hold of. Um, and then I'll start casting another protection from evil spell, but like using I like I don't know how effective this spell will actually be. It's just a I don't want to use like a dangerous spell. You know what I mean? Um, in uh, when it's uh, using her magic, so I'll cast the spell and then kind of like um. Which spell? Sorry. It's gonna be a protection from evil spell as well, but uh, oh, fantastic! Okay. Yeah, uh, but I'm gonna obviously be kind of trying to like dig deep within and tap into because uh, I've at this point I've noticed that there's and from what my grandfather said that there are kind of multiple sources of magic in my veins, but te- uh, kind of tap into the the feelings that I had when I first had that awakening, you know, with like the uh, what. What feeling or memory does Tobin tap into as he's trying to channel his mother, mother's energy? Yeah, this is what I was saying. Um, when I first had yeah, my well, magical awakening, uh, when we were in Jeshima's tower, and I was feeling all this hate towards her because of what she was saying and trying to do with her friend. So kind of like a dark memory in the way, like uh, these horrible feelings I was saying, but also like the feeling of that magic first like coming to me, like um, in like a more like steady area than just like bursts. Um, could you roll me a, a concentration check? Sure. That's a nat 20, actually. <laughs> that is a nat 20. Uh, Beckett, how do you reach out? Uh... Good memory. <laughs> um... I, I'm gonna like do my playing thing, um, but I just have to try to like make sure I'm not trying to access the poison the way I access the poison. Where I'm trying to remember how I accessed Jeshima the last time. And how would you do so in this moment? Um. Well, at this point, we're probably sitting and. We're like holding each other. Not what not what are you doing? Right. What are you th- what is Beckett thinking in this moment? Uh, um I'm trying to call out to Jeshima, like almost like I did when I was asking for help, but instead of asking for help, asking questions. So some of the questions we want to ask, like about the spire, um, not going into too much detail though, as I don't want her to just blow me off. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I'm just gonna keep repeating those as I'm waiting. Is there a certain memory that Beckett is currently latching on to, to try and contact uh, Joshua? Um, I wouldn't say a specific memory, but, like, just the memories of the last few times I've contacted her, so what hoping about, like, that might... Don't you usually meet her in an alley? 
oh yeah we usually meet in the street with all this boat yeah i'm gonna use that um the street we normally meet at with all the smoke and all that with like meeting my mom again and all that. Fucking yeah. love D and D. Yeah, because imagine I go with you this. If I go with you this time, imagine like what, how that's gonna be. We'll see what happens. But <laughs> uh, do you guys have your eyes open or closed? I'm gonna. Mine are closed. Same. Uh, to the four of you around. Uh, the circle of evil protection from evil. They, uh, the circle of protection. That's what I call it. Protective yep. circle. If I want to lessen some symbol syllables, as they both sit uh, facing each other, cross-legged, hand in hand, you guys see a small sphere of darkness about the size of a marble sitting between the two of them, just about eye contact, midway between the two of them. As, uh, I'll explain it for Beckett first. Beckett, you are hit with an aroma of a sweet bread. Uh, just from the, from the, the smell, it's very buttery, it's very flaky, sweet. And it's it's freshly baked. Tobin, your nose, you immediately uh, smell um, Villebrigite sweetbread, the, uh, a classic meal um, for for a young uh, Villebrigite family. It's a it's a dessert. It's it's a it's a it's a bread that can survive in intense heat and still be taste moist so you and you would consider it a delicacy in your house because you would only get it rarely but uh as you've learned your mother used to make it for you when you were younger as both of your noses are hit with that aroma the the dark sphere kind of begins to rotate faster and faster and expand until the small orb becomes a large twister tornado of darkness. And as it it spins out and uh, I'll describe her for Alistair as this is the first time you would meet her. It's uh, a slender woman with uh, darker skin. It kind of takes more of like a tone of like a steel gray. Long, flowing white hair. Uh, beautiful, um, kind of uh, glittery purple makeup. As uh, uh, she wears a, a tattered black dress. That kind of when the light shines on it, it glows in in a in a glistening purple. She has a a graceful energy around her, but as you you look into her eyes, as you can just see starlight, you just just feel a pit in your stomach of of chaos and and unknowing. 
as Tobin, you feel a warm hand on your face, gently caressing your peach fuzz, just starting to grow in. Um, And go on. Go on. Open my eyes. As Jeshima's starry eyes look down towards you, you, uh, like the whites on her eyes are stars, and her uh, iris is pure silver. As she looks down to you, and just does a, a playful smirk as she uh, uh, ruffles Beckett's hair. children. I knew you'd call to me at last. How can I help you? Um... Beckett, are you, like, are your eyes, like, open at this point? Are you, like, here? Uh, yes, but Beckett's probably going through a tad little PTSD, so... Yeah. What are our surroundings? Uh, you're just in a... Uh, the two of the walls, the north and western-facing walls, are uh, just a, a sleek kind of damp stone, and the other two uh, walls are a uh, a, uh, a barred uh, jail cell. You guys uh, locked the jail cell behind you with the keys still in, so you guys can escape. Oh, so we're in the. We're so we're still in the jail cell. Yeah, you're in the jail cell, and then in the center of the jail cell is the runes marked out, and then the other four kind of standing around the edge, and you two are sit cross-legged in the middle, and then Jeshma is kind of almost walking paces around the protective circle. Uh, I'm going to look at Tobin and kind of be like, oh shit, this went the wrong way. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, I, we kind of, like, look at each other at the same time and just kind of share that look because I was going to pretty much say the same, like, give yeah. you the same look. Um, Can I tell if she's being affected by either of the spells, like, physically? Could you roll me a knowledge arcana or knowledge religion? Okay. Whatever, whatever you you think is more appropriate. Okay. Um, I'll do... I'll do Arcana, because that makes sense. Um, that's a 27. 27. Uh, yeah, she is being affected. As you see her kind of almost, like, seeming to try and come off as playfully kicking her feet. She is t- testing the borders of this spell. And uh-huh. when she notices that she can't pass, she just kind of ignores it and turns towards you. Okay, I'm just... I'm not going to say anything, but I'll give Tobin, like, a kind of, like, a sigh of relief, just being like, okay, it works. I'll give you, like, We're a good very, I'll give you, like, a very subtle kind of nod back. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
So everyone's gathered. Where is your brooding friend? I always liked him. Seems more grounded than the rest of you. Uh-oh. Um, almost, uh, what brings us here? He, um, he's in a bit of a predicament. Mm-hmm. We were hoping you might be able to help us save him. Mm-hmm. You do say you like him. As much as I would love to help my children, I struggle with the question why? You betrayed me, locked me in a tower, and now call on me as a as a beck and call, as if to assist you to betray my brother. And why? What can you do for me? Yeah, yeah. The everyone in the room is is able to hear what's going on. Okay, can I do a sense model? You sure can. In a way, she seems like she wants to help, but she is coming off in a way that she seems like she feels betrayed and she, um, she she just she just feels like she doesn't feel compelled enough to assist you. Right. Sorry, James, can we take five? Okay. Go. As her starlit eyes uh, kind of stare into each of Beckett and Tobin's souls, she looks outward uh, towards the other four. She glances over, smirks at Orgolan, and then lays her eyes on Alistair. (sighs) Now, if we wanted to talk about dangerous, Raycliffe Industries has a notable infamy for certain business partners. Well, let's say disappearing. How would you feel if your ex-party mates knew that you ran and abandon them and just found a new crew of people for you to use to feed into your greed. There's not a lot of good that a one-armed man can do on a battlefield. Mm. Not a lot of help for those using your gadgets, huh? 
You remember the second prototype of your geyser? Tore that poor girl's arm off. It was a risk, and I needed to develop what I had for protection for everyone in the village. And you would risk the life of one for your self proclaimed righteous goal. Truly, it's the responsibility it's to fill your, of leadership it's to, fill to your take pocket. on this pain. Uh, Alistair. Do not let her goad you. Greed is what drives you. Don't listen to her. She's just trying to lower your concentration. Well, that's an area that we can agree on. What? I know to have faith in coin. What the... Okay. Takes one to no one, Jashima. Ah. The lost leafling, now known as the fallen star, thinks it has the right to judge me. So you're keeping tabs on Shall it? we talk about cowardice? Let's talk about cowardice, Yonatan. Do you know? Do you know if you killed him? In the moment that you ran, did you kill him? I haven't killed any of my clan. But you certainly sent your clan members to die. In fact, unnecessary sacrifice die on my sword. Aren't you the greedy one, though, Jeshima? I mean, you're stuck in this absolute stupid, cold steel cage while your family is out there running free and wrecking havoc on everybody. Don't you want a piece of that? I too. Do you have something to offer? Or do you just enjoy poking the bear? Does it, uh, does it not bother you that you are stuck in your spire and your siblings are free to do as they please? A setback, for sure. But you've seen the dark sun on the horizon. You know he's coming. A setback. And she genuinely cracks and smiles as if her child just said a swear word. <laughs> Listen, we don't got we don't have all day. We are going to do this one way or another. You can choose whether or not you want to help. This is probably I don't know what it's like in a dark spire or what kind of realm you're in here, but this is a uh, probably the most action you've had in a while. What do you need to know? Whatever you can tell us about your brother, Kavalis. Mm-mm-mm. It doesn't work that way. Come on. 
can I just tell you every secret? That makes it no fun. Right. Ask me a question, and I will answer it honestly. Tell me what you know about Kavalis' heart. <laughs> My younger siblings have always had a soft spot. Osiris, well, he loved humanity. I think a little bit too much. He loved the raw, organized chaos that exists within your brains. But Kavalis seeks to take advantage of that organized chaos. He will play with you. He will toy with you. He's unpredictable. But I do know that his heart is a source of most of his power. If you were to eliminate his heart, that would create an opportunity for you all to even the playing field. Do you know if it lies in his fire? Yeah, it does. But let me warn you there is a trap at the end of the tunnel that you cannot avoid that will be sprung as soon as you enter the spire. If you are willing to accept the consequences of your actions, to give yourself a fighting chance, the heart is an aspire. Thank you. If I know if she's the truth. You say that again? Do I know if she's telling the truth? Um, on your sense motive, she is completely open and honest. Um, I... Would you consider... You've actually been quite helpful. Would you um, consider answering one more question? Not nearly as... Uh, large but i've been so helpful dear child oh you, you, like could you help me i'm gonna stare at her blankly uh like kind of like just uh pondering like i guess like you know, just kind of giving her a good old stare down you know if i asked would you shed blood for me Whose blood? Yours. And only yours, Tobin. No, don't no, no. I'm looking at Tobin, just no. Why? I will answer one more question if you spill blood. Why? And if that's another question, it's two cuts. 
No. I appreciate your help, but like I said, not nearly. Oh, but I could be so much more helpful. You'd also be. Beckett knows. I saved her life. I could help you. You also tore her mind. You also tore her mind in half. Your help is no help, I won't. A scientist cares not for the lab rat. But it does care for results. It's good you understand that, Beckett? As a scientist? Wouldn't you want to know? What do I want to use the blood for? What do I need his? What could I do locked in my spire? All alone, as you say. I don't know. At this point, I've kind of been assuming that you've been making little gingerbread men, so. <laughs> I'm just going to smile at her properly and just stay silent. <laughs> you feel your tattoos oh, tighten around your neck just for a moment until she kind of recognizes in your eyes. You go, oh, shit, and she likes, let's go. Wait, I didn't think she could do that anymore. Fuck. She put the tattoo at you, like, on the, at the end. Like, that's... But I didn't think she could control it still, because I thought if she was in the spire, I was fine. But she's Shit. not really in the spire right now. <laughs> no, child. I still own you. Oh, Beck is going, like, through it. <laughs> um... <What? laughs> uh, how are you going through it? Uh, how does, uh, as uh, Jeshima utters those words... Uh, what is Beckett's immediate physical reaction? Um, and and if you want to enlighten on on the mental reaction of of what's going through Beckett's mind currently, um, I think after like we kind of like looked at each other and realized what happened, Beckett's face went from like her cocky smile to like what the fuck. <laughs> um. um Definitely, like, takes a step back, but, like, still doesn't feel comfortable because she doesn't know what to do. Um, and just, like, mentally, she just can't focus on anything. She's just spinning at this point of, like, what Jeshima can do from here, what Jeshima can do from this fire, what Jeshima can do at, like, any point to her. Yeah. I'm just gonna... Well, she and, like, Beckett starting to spiral again, like... Becca, you've had no trouble since she's been in the spire. She's exaggerating her whole mother. I think it's time you leave. We do greatly appreciate your help. She just cocks her head, smiles, and says, "I do hope you call," and vanishes. Um. Next time, I'll, like next to, time. Kinda, I'd like to cast detect magic, just to look around and. Uh, you're in the middle of a magic circle. Yeah, but different magics have different auras, you know? Like, so I'm going to look for remnant of her aura. Uh, there is uh, no residue except for a glowing purple band around uh, Beckett's 
Neck. I expected as much. Um, Do I feel anything after Beckett or after Jeshima leaves, or like am I just? Um, other than the remnants of of what emotional damage might have been caused, you don't feel anything further Beckett. as she dis yeah, okay. dis I'm gonna kind of go over to a Beckett. Assume it's a bluff. She was here. Her power's here. It makes sense that she could affect you. There's no reason to assume otherwise. You've not been infected by her at all since she left, right? No, You've made no mention of it. Like, we know her power still lies in there, but... If she took more than a half step back, she almost would have stepped onto the runes. And that's what freaks me out the most. Who, Although... Oh, Beckett? Like if... Yes. Oh, yeah. Almost released her. Oh, I Beckett. wonder if she was playing into me freaking out now. Yeah, she was. As, as you all are as you all are discussing this, um, you don't feel any residual Jeshima effects. You do hear a voice in your head, however. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you doing talking to your old manager? <laughs> it's my turn. <laughs> Everyone's gonna try to uh, that's, that's what I guess this conversation The voice of the poison sounds in your brain. <laughs> I told you not to call her again. We'll be having a chat soon. Great. <laughs> okay, I guess will that happen? Yeah, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, you see just Beckett like fucking shell-shocked while that's happening. Uh, a tear of blood streaks down from her eye. But, um, yeah, I'm just gonna, gonna go back at what happened. What, what was that? Was that Jessima? Uh, no, just poison like it usually is. I have I noticed the tear or no? I'm gonna like Beckett, there's blood coming out of your eye. <laughs> what? What, oh, did, fuck. what did the poison do? He, he's not happy about the fact that I called Jeshima. Well, I don't, we don't plan to make it a habit, and we got the information we needed. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm just gonna let him know about that but honestly i'm not sure if what happened last time will happen again okay um we won't do it and again. This <laughs> we won't oh. do it again we're not we're not putting you at risk i didn't know Thanks. you should have told me that 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 he told you not to i didn't really take him that seriously about it but i'm now a little scared about that too well, I'm gonna kind of like look around some more, and I don't see any residual, you know, other than your tattoo. But I think uh, it's probably safe to drop the um, to drop the circle. That's uh, your call, though, Alistair. Whenever you think it's you're ready to. Also, I want to mention that when I activated the detect magic, my eyes turned the same silver color as her eyes. It'll dispel as soon as you cross. Okay. Are you? Do you think we're okay, Beckett? Okay, we'll be. <laughs> Hold on. What? As Jonathan is going to take off his 
necklace of protection from evil and gives it to Beckett. Is the necklace long enough that it would hit, like, her tattoo? It just burns a hole through my fucking yeah, neck. I'm curious how that's, like, if that's gonna be decapitated. Thank you, Midwest. The tattoo sits almost like a like a choker around her neck. Right. And then the necklace has a bit of a larger pendant, so it would sit almost just slightly below it. Does, like, does anything happen? Like... Um, you with your um uh, detect magic uh unactivated, you you could see that it although the the purple arcane effect still remains, it seems diminished. Good. Did I notice anything? That's you wouldn't notice anything too in particular, uh, just uh, based on effect. No, I'm just gonna kind of look at it and be like, that looks like it's help, like it's helping because you can kind of see like my glowing magic eyes, like I'm clearly looking at magic. Um, I'd say keep it on, and now that's that is not glowing as brightly because obviously I don't know what how brightly that normally glows. With it uh, diminished now, I think we're probably safe to cross. Mm-hmm. And then we'll. Uh... Um, is my eye still bleeding? No. No, it, it was a single tear of blood. Cool. I'm just gonna go clean my face up, and then I'm ready to go. Uh, yeah, let's uh, get ready to go. Yeah, um, it's 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 currently almost uh almost night. Uh, you guys did uh say to Kay that you guys were gonna stay over for the night and leave for single morning. Um, any nightly rituals from anyone, or...? I'm gonna read my book, uh, well, my few magic books and just kinda look at anything possibly related to blood magic and, uh, deities. Just, like, kinda, like, what blood can do in magic, not necessarily, like, strictly blood magic. Maybe I'll actually go to Kay's library, if that's, like, an open thing that I can go to. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's an open library there. Uh, his his study is left unlocked. I know they call like they're called the Bloodhounds, and uh, I think Tobin has a bit of an idea of what blood magic is because of um Calduin. So he's gonna them being the Bloodhounds, him training with him, he's gonna look for some books on that, as well as just like how blood can be used in magic, not necessarily like strictly. Blood Give me magic. a search check. Okay. Okay. I think I'm going to borrow the decanter for a minute. I think I'm going to prepare a bath. <laughs> I also... Um, overhearing this as you guys are, like, mingling in the hallways now, uh, figuring out what you guys are going to do this, you see Kay kind of leaning against the doorway of the study as Tobin oh, passes through to, to research some books. Oh, oh, Rather yeah. Sure, if you want to... Sure. Uh, okay. Um, um, I think it might. He, I think he might just direct you to research in the library. So I think you're on the right track to to do what what you're doing already. Oh, like he wouldn't. But if you wanted to ask him a specific, if you wanted to ask him a specific question, I would say go for it. But for any general knowledge, he would probably send you to the library regardless. But yeah, uh, as he's leaning in the doorway. Have a cigarette in one hand, a teacup in the other. Oh, okay. Uh, Trying to think about it. Now, hey, okay. 
I, uh... Yeah, man. I know the... The, the uh... The magic that a lot of your, um... Comrades use is, um... A type of, like, blood magic. Um, but... What do you know about... Ma like, like, that's blood hunter magic, but what do you know of, like... Just general use of blood in magic? Well... Strictly speaking, as far as the rules of the lore keepers are concerned, any type of blood magic is considered darker magic and is strictly forbidden. I have a bit of a leeway, I, I, I would, I guess. Uh, but I only teach certain principles that I learned from my former partner. Well, I was just saying, as you know, we went to try and contact Jeshima, and she tried to convince me to give her some of my blood. Unnaturally, I didn't, but I was just curious what she could have possibly used it for. Well, you and her share blood. Yeah. So, if any any goal that she would have with blood, and especially your blood, would probably be as some sort of conduit to power herself up to attempt to escape again. Mm. Thank you, Kay. That's some really good insight. But, um, blood magic goes a little bit deeper than that. I don't know a lot, but there are stories of a a forbidden god. Who was locked away well before the battle of the uh, before the uh, the Dragonic Civil War? He was known as the God of Blood and Vengeance, and um, then now Tobin just kind of like his mind racing. Calduin's, uh, like I know he was having something like drip on his head, but was he like? bleeding, like, dripping blood as well, like, like, while well, he's, like, locked up there? Um, so, throughout the campaign, this is, this is gonna be kind of, uh, breaking the third wall answer to that. Okay. I will have a different, uh, if you wanna, uh, this just feels like a little bit more of, like, a better, yeah. uh, fourth wall breaking answer is... There are many situations throughout the campaign where blood is presented. That is very important to this said god. Okay. That is that is in reference to him or his disciples. Okay. As uh, Kay would continue, he says, uh, "The this god, uh, um, I like how." The gods you are all familiar with, Pelor and Ragnar, selected heralds to enact their ideals. This blood god also created heralds that we call heretics. What, um... Did did Solomon introduce himself to us? I can't. I feel like he. I feel like he did. He introduced your. He introduced himself as Solomon the Accursed. Okay. It's, 
they're still heralds of this god, even though he's locked away? There were three, but now two such exist. So, um, is, because we saw, so I'm trying to see if Tobin could connect the, pot, well, I don't even know if these are the right dots to connect, but these dots I'm connecting where I'm thinking, we saw Calduin getting like dripped on and stuff with stuff like that. Solomon was there. Solomon has introduced himself to us. So it could make sense for Tobin to ask. Yeah, that seems okay. like a reasonable... Cool. I just wanted to make sure we're yeah. going to leap in If you wanted to make reference towards Solomon, yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, do you know of... We... Do you know of a man named Solomon? Hmm. One of the three. <sighs> That's what I thought. Um... Uh, just like the heralds, uh, Safiri and Gwen and myself, we have a a nickname that uh, was bestowed upon us. Solomon I I am the executioner. Uh, Safiri is the champion, and Gwen is the last sight of Palor. These heretics were also given names. The Accursed, the Hunter, and the Poison. The, the, did you say the Poison? Yes. They Each heretic was a, a mortal picked that sh showed um, example talents of the patron. Um, one such I know for certain is he was known as Erwin the Hunter. He was my partner and where I learned the blood magic from. Oh, I didn't know you actually um, used blood magic. I don't. Oh, okay. You just but I know it and I teach it. Right. Um, another such, this is a theory as I was not able to fully make my theory into non, uh, God damn it, I'm blanking on a word. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, I'm not sure what word you're looking for. Move yeah, I forgot theory it. to practical? It starts with a C. Conventional? Like non-conventional? Because no. you said non, and then I'm trying to think what words connect to that. I don't know. We're, we're just going to move on. Yeah. Uh, where was I? I apologize. <laughs> I don't know. Restart that last bit of the spiel again. What was the first bit? That the, uh, what was the starting of my theory? sentence? He talked about the... Oh, I, my, my theory oh, yeah. is uh, that the poison was once known as a man called Ego. Hmm. Um, but... 
uh, Air, uh, Ego was a scientist who dabbled in the Order of the Mutant, which is one of the ways of the Blood Hunter. He was regarded as one of the most proficient in blood magic, next to Solomon, as you mentioned, which is in all throughout history, he is known as the prodigy child. And some refer to him as the creator of blood magic. As he was able to harness it and weaponize it. And he was the first to master all of the blood hunter orders. It doesn't the way of the mutant, the way of the... All of them. I didn't know that was... Not that I claim to know much about it, but I didn't know you could learn more than one, even. You generally can't. Once you uh, dedicate yourself to a certain order, it's very hard to break that order, but he managed somehow to master all three. Which three? What, sorry, what, were they, what are their names? Uh, Wes, so check his notes. Trying to think here because I'm wondering if Calduins is a different one, and that's why he's got interest in him. Um, quite possibly. That's why I'm trying to. That's like that's what Tobin's thinking right now. So he's wondering. That's why he's asking like the names to try and like infer what they um. There's Order of the Ghost Slayer. Um, Order of the Mutant, and last one is Order of the Profane Soul. What um, what was your um, your partner? What uh, what did he practice? Oh, an Order of the Lycan. Oh, so it's a different order. Yeah, so sorry, I, I also forgot. There's the mutant, the profane soul, ghost slayer. Is that what you said? The ghost slayer and the lichen. Do you know which one um, our friend Calduin is? He had a curious one. He he didn't particularly pertain to any certain order that I have any knowledge of. He seemed to uh, source his magic from. Another being. That's probably why I kept him around for so long. Is so I tried to study him. Is I think he might have what I believe is a true lineage of Volnar's power. Well, that... Volnar being the god of blood and vengeance. Oh well, that that makes a lot more sense. Why we saw Solomon with him. He's. He said he's mastered all these things. I wouldn't be surprised if he's supposed to be this um, master of the blood magic. And this is one that he didn't know. Like you said, maybe even a more pure form, closer to this to this god. It makes sense why we saw him, but that still doesn't quite explain what. Oh. So, 
So that's what they want the tier for. It's not good. This possibly. That's I don't. I have another fear that could possibly move, be more dangerous. What might but. that be? I hope it doesn't come into fruition, and therefore I will not speak it. So it will not manifest. That sounds pretty bad. So hopefully, well, this one, the, even this, uh, this blood god doesn't sound like a fun person to have around. So hope whatever yours is is uh, must be pretty scary. <coughs> Anyways, thank you. That's um, a, like actually a lot of interesting information i guess we just well, hadn't um asked the been on the right topic before because i really um clears up a lot of things i'm here to help yeah. now you'll get some rest mm -hmm. you all need it do we want to take our break now it's like 8 15 that's when we usually that sounds a good idea and then i uh, will get into a dream sequence unless there's any other uh uh, you want to quickly do something before we all head to bed? Yes. Yonatan? Perfect. What uh, What does Yonatan plan on doing? Uh, I'm going to check on Beckett and see how she's doing. Uh, yeah, you all uh, on the second level um, have your have your own room. Says uh, Yonatan towards Beckett's and. Uh, it gives a it gives a gentle knock on the door. Uh, I'll just sh I'm not gonna get up. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say it's open. Can I come in? Sure. As I open the door and gently and slowly walk in and close the door behind me. Um. Just like, uh, hey. How are you doing? Good. I've stopped bleeding out of my eyes, which is nice. Yeah, that's that's always a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, um, I was just uh, I was just wondering how you were doing after all of that Jashima kerfuffle. Yeah, honestly. I'm still kind of shaken up by it, but at this point, I feel like I'll be dealing with this for the rest of my life, so I'm kind of trying to, like, roll with the punches. <laughs> yeah, I, I, can, I can definitely relate to that for sure. Mm -hmm. um, well, uh, however long we last until whenever we die or whenever the world ends i guess or if the world ends maybe both <laughs> maybe both <At> same time. <laughs> um you know i'm i'm we're all gonna we're all gonna be here to help you with whatever you're dealing with and i know i'm gonna be i know i'm gonna make damn sure that i am going to help you manage this whatever you're going through thanks well i mean we'll get demigods there's not a whole lot you can do for a demigod but i appreciate it yeah 
and you know you know peter cares about you too i mean oh of course he's like the most lovable guy i know mm -hmm. bubonic's the only one who hates him everybody else loves him <laughs> he's not exactly fond of bubonic <laughs> either but he just stinks like wet fucking dog <laughs> love you too bubonic no, love you too eat shit leaf <laughs> um piss to you too <laughs> uh, anyway um i'll just uh, if you need anything don't be afraid to give me a shout okay will do thanks all right. Have a great night. You okay. too. All right. Um, we ready to take a break now? I really got to pee. <laughs> yeah. And with yep. that, as as uh, all the party mates uh, drift off to sleep, uh, Alistair, awake, tinkering in his hole, we will pick up with him and any dreams that may happen throughout the night, and we will pick up in the morning. As uh, everyone in their rooms uh, drift off to bed, most sleep pretty soundly. Uh, Alistair, before you head to bed, I imagine you're down in your hole tinkering with your tools. Uh, where Where's your mind at after having this small argument with Jeshma about your past? Uh, mostly sitting quite, uh, quite centered on, man, Topin's mom is a total bitch. <laughs> also, I held a god in with mortal magic. I think that's but, yeah, fair. <laughs> bitch. But nothing too noteworthy as far as, um... Uh, any any bleeding guilt or any any sorrows coming from any uh, anything brought up from your past or it definitely is one of those thoughts that come back and then it gets right prominently pressed back down as I go ahead and consider the uh, thaumaturgical cal calculation of being able to create a widespread fireball that can also be contained to the area of a thumb. As Alistair's ADHD brain really comes into into uh, uh, comes into clutch as, as his mind is currently preoccupied as he also finds sleep throughout the night and as most of you sleep soundly Orgolan, you are met with a familiar chill of home as you hear the songs of the civic, uh, the, the mysterious, almost chime-like hum of the singing caverns dance through your mind.
As you stand upon uh, the familiar site of where you and uh, Vard would get away from the wrath of your father and the uh, monotony of your training and just escape and listen to the sounds of the singing cavern along the cliff face of the dominating uh, mountains within Shadowguard. You stand upon this uh, small cliff face. You see the familiar, uh, the the one uh, tree that blossoms all throughout uh, the the years of Shadow Garden in the intense cold. Um, a beautiful tree with with frost, almost like mint green leaves, and it, and it blossoms uh, during the coldest months in a, in a beautiful. Uh, lavender uh, flower that blooms and sheds away as as the cool temperatures begin to warm. As you're you're met with this familiar sight, you see a a staff that's been plunged into the snow. This this staff is it's a golden staff that almost takes the, um, it almost looks like the, the metal wraps around the rod and up towards uh, a dragon's head with purple gems in its eyes. The, the mouth of the staff, uh, the, the dragon, is, uh, is gaped open with the sharp claws. As you see, it's, uh, it's large defining uh, features. You see a large uh, almost a ram horn come out from the dragon's head as you've seen this ram horn before on a dragon in a similar vision as you remember back to when you saw the gargantuan form of the tw the twin-headed dragon Arcanos with its similar ram horns that protrude out of its out of its head its large, jagged, angular features and sharp teeth. Do you remember it in its gargantuan form, staring you down on this same cliff face, clutching the dragon, or clutching, clutching the mountain as if it were a small rock. As you see this uh, staff with the head of Arcanos, or with a head of Arcanos, how do you proceed as as you awaken this vision, uh, sitting on that familiar rock underneath the tree, overlooking as you see the large uh, spire of uh, the Fort Obelisk, your home? Uh, I proceed to uh, stand up and uh, pull the staff from the ground. As you grasp the staff and pull it from the ground, a voice pierces into your mind. The cold embrace of many arms shall lead you to your destination. Elaborate? Home 
is may is where you may not expect it but you you shall find the gateway in the clutches of many arms all right do well with your time here you are limited If you seek anything from home, journey there now. You are in the brief moment after you found yourself in the boundless shores. Your mother and father and brother, no, not your brother, your brother died. Your mother and father and teacher are still in Fort Obelisk. If you seek uh, answers. I proceed to make my way up the hill to Fort Obelisk. You find yourself uh, almost as if taking maybe three steps, you find yourself, which before the, the looming large staircase uh, before Fort Obelisk. You make your way up the stairs and see the familiar guard in their royal uniform outside the doors that are completely open. As you step inside, you see your father sitting in his throne, your mother on his right side. You see your teacher uh, standing standing near uh, off the uh, off to the left of the pedestal of the throne. You see the royal guards lining the the large purple uh, carpet uh, descending towards the throne. I proceed to make my way up to the throne. Towards the throne? As you make your way towards the throne, as you, uh, they, they make no notice of you until you step on the first step towards the, uh, onto the podium where the throne is, as both of them look towards you. I look up and smile. Are you prepared? Your father says. Uh, not as prepared as I like would like to be but as prepared as I will get. If you are to be the successor of my throne, one must learn how to study the battlefield and himself to truly understand the way of victory. 
tell me. You look older. How much time has passed for you? It's probably been um, about five months since since this moment. Your father nods solemnly and says, and so my demise, it comes soon. Yes. Understood. And I hope you too will understand one day what I do and what I did. I do for you and I do for her as he nods towards your mother. And I did for your brother and sister. I have some news on that. Your mother kind of takes over as she kind of leans forward. Have you found her? Unfortunately, she's not with me, but she is alive. Thank the moons. Will she come home? That's... Something I can confirm at this point. And uh, your mother goes to say something, and as her mouth moves, you don't hear any sounds. As once more, the voice of Arkanos, the voice of the staff, they grabbed. The embrace of many arms shall lead you to your destination. And what is my destination? As you call this question out, uh, knees in the next room, your slumber is awoken by a shouting or golem Screaming those exact words. words. As Orgolan, you wake up as you find yourself shouting, and what is my destination? Do I still have the staff or no? The staff is gone. You awake in one of the rooms of the blood, uh, the, the, Vampire Hill Manor. Uh, 
I quickly go to the door and peek my head out to see if anyone heard and is coming to check what the hell I just <laughs> happened. Nice, you peek your head out as as you hear a growling shout from the next room. Yeah, I I make my way out and over. What was that? The drink. Normally, things about. I don't normally talk in this. When I do, I probably yell shit out. So sorry about that. That's it. Take a look at you. I'm back. Welcome back. We're going on a dream, and as uh, we wake, we uh, uh, we have found knees uh, <coughs> on our golden, uh, discussing in hushed whispers in the hallway. As any of the rest of the four of you are free to wake up, as the morning dawns through the windows of the Vampire Hill Manor. Wait, I'm fine. Nothing happens. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm gonna wake no, up. everything bad happens all at once. <laughs> I'm gonna start packing up my stuff and get ready to leave. I seek Tetris like uh, uh, meant to be by fixating on uh, my magical formulas inside of the hole. <laughs> It's not a problem if I focus on this. It's not a problem if I focus on this. Mm. Um, knees and Orgolan, uh, you see uh, one of the Bloodhound agents uh, kind of creep up the hallway and just say, um, breakfast is prepared for you in the Great Hall. Whenever you and your party are prepared for it, appreciate. I just give him a nod. Gives a nod back and uh, descends back down the staircase. Is it that early morning? I check my visible watch. <laughs> check the phone gun. <laughs> um. I am going to skip breakfast and just go out onto the onto the go out onto the training yard and just practice firing arrows. Thank you, meeting buddy. Yeah, those of you who uh, make your way into the Great Hall, um, as you see each other kind of sitting near one of the sides of the table, because it's a very long table, 
snacking on on various sausages, eggs, bacons, and toasts with butter and various other foods, fresh fruits and and all that. You you are uh, free to role play in the moment, uh, but if we want to fast forward, we can also find everyone on the front stoop of the Vampire Manor prepared to leave on your journey. I'm cool with that. Same. Um, as uh, you all, uh, as the sticks of you step out the uh, the the large uh, oversized doors uh, slamming shut behind you, as as you uh, see the morning, probably nine o'clock uh, sun just uh, dancing over over the uh, the the leaves of the forest, as you see the large. Uh, Protective uh, fog dome surrounding the town of Blackmere. Um, I'm gonna throw my stuff in our cart, and as I um, after I throw it in, I'm gonna turn around and be like, "Listen, um, you heard what she said about the spire. Um, in order to save Cat Alduin, we're going to have to pay some sort of cons- consequence, and when it comes from Jeshima, that worries me about the severity. So, if you don't, if anybody who doesn't want to come, don't. Uh, be aware that our lives are, not that they usually aren't, are most likely on the line for this supposed trap. I wouldn't want anything more than to face certain death with my best buds. To lay down my life for you all is the ultimate goal in my life. Give him a nod and smile. That's a tad fatalistic, don't you think? Did you had to go and ruin the moment, Alistair? <laughs> but with that being said, are you are you are you gonna come, Alistair? I know you don't have nearly as much of a stake in this as we do. You haven't even met the man we're saving. I haven't, but I understand that this is the most effective way to strike a blow at the person that's going to present the greatest to existence. And I kind of like existing. It, it's, it's, it's a habit that I'd like to keep, you know, holding on to for now. I'm not ready to kick it yet. Good. Glad to hear. I'll just kind of look at everybody. And I assume the rest of you guys are coming as I just kind of get into the, get into the cart. Elder wins the blood, man. They look after each other. I can't think of anything cool to say. But I think that's totally dead. <laughs> and with that, uh, the cart rattles along the dirt passageway towards the town of Blackmere as you pierce through the protective barrier into the uh, everlasting night of the town of Blackmere as you uh, take a right down a small passageway across a bridge as you see uh, a ghost sailor tip his hat towards you as he leans against uh, 
the bridge. He has make your way through a cove as you hear the waters lapping. Take a passageway up, up and towards the mainland of Nudaria. As the cart rattles by the uh, the township of Old Duram, uh, we mentioned uh, Mr. O. Did we want to make a pit stop or do we continue? a toughie it's uh you can't disagree with fate we're passing it we have to pass through here on our way we might as well what do you guys think should we um stop by i have no issue i'm not opposed he doesn't seem to be generally aligned with the other demigods views he just seems to like chaos so i don't think we'll have any uh, major related issues if we uh, stop in to see him. I know nothing of this Mr. O, so I'll defer my He's just vote. an odd old guy. Oh, okay. Eccentric. They make excellent <laughs> trends. Yeah. What's a little more chaos in this fucked up world of ours? <laughs> I'm sure he'd smile if he heard you say that. Alright, we'll uh, hop out of the cart, tie up the horse. I'm just one of the. They, it's an inn, so I assume there's somewhere to kind of put the yeah. horses, even if it's a little battered, and uh, kind of just head in. As you uh, enter through the the double doors into this old decrepit tavern, you see a few. Um... No, you know what? As you. Enter in through the doors. You don't hear anything on the exterior of the building. But as you enter through, you hear a, a conglomerate of chattering. As you enter through and see a crowd that has taken, the, taken a form of a circle around the center of the tavern. And in the center of the tavern, you hear brawling. As you enter through uh, and kind of push your way through the through the crowd, you kind of see uh, those of you who've entered into. Oh, hold on! Whoa! Big, big whoa from from Yonatan. What do we got? Whoa! Uh, how big is the tavern? It's a fairly large tavern. Why do you ask? Um, could I fit a thirty foot? diameter spell into this tavern without affecting any me or my allies. Are you fireballing the fucking tavern? Like No, I am not fireballing the tavern. Okay. Diameter or radius? Uh radius, I guess. May I ask as a DM why? I'm Would going... you like me to set the scene before you choose what to do? Uh, sure. I also want to know what you want to do. I I wanted to cast Entangle to stop the brawl, seeing as pacifist. Eh. Are there enough plants? Um, yeah, I think 
uh, he raises a good point. You you would need a little bit of like environmental assistance to, for Entangle to work, and I don't think it would work in this environment. Okay. Sorry. Let now, but let me also let me also set the scene for you, so then you guys can choose how you guys may proceed. I I wouldn't like any any kind of interference. I wouldn't mind, but I just want to quickly set the scene just so you guys can have the awareness as as uh, you enter in through the double doors, uh, seeing this um, circle around. You guys push your way through, and uh, those of you who have been in the empty version would remember a. A, a raised platform with a large uh, table and many chairs behind it. Before that, you you saw um, what would be a, an empty, uh, you know, an empty, an empty um, platform with a singular chair. Now you would see it as a full rectangular chair with many chairs behind it. The center being a familiar chair that you've seen before. The chair where you, you where you met Mr. O sitting in. As you see uh, a younger version of him uh, sitting on the table. Uh, sitting uh, on the chair uh, be, uh, on, near, near the table. I don't know how to say that properly. Um, and, and next to him a uh, uh, conglomerate of... Um, a few of them unfamiliar faces, but the one on the far left, you see a younger version of K, still having his eye, uh, his his right. Oh wait, finish K. Uh, his eye um is not cut. And, and is in fact he it is open and unharmed as, as you've seen him earlier and you've seen his eye and his ear is torn off his ear is gone but his eye is still there and his uh, gold earring that he wears in his torn eye is also missing or torn eye torn ear is also missing does he got a big old um and he also does not wear the um, the robes of the Lord Keeper. He's just wearing his leather jacket and his combat pants. Does he have his old um, big rifle? He does. Nice. It's leaning up uh, beside him, uh, uh, leaning against the table. Cool. <laughs> cool. Um, what do the uh, what do the other ones look like? Uh, well, you know, one of them, uh, you can't really, he, he's got kind of like a, a scruffly black hair cut. He's got a, a small cut beneath his eye. Um, he wears kind of like a, a white, uh, kind of like a more a frifly tunic around the neck that, uh, if you, you kind of see under the table, he wears like almost... It seems to you like a shoulder pauldron that has been attached onto his knee. And another one, you see uh, a, a red tiefling woman. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> um, <laughs> she sits there uh, discussing with a, a large, uh, burly uh, 
humanoid man, but his he just seems just massive and, and just almost unrealistic features. See, he almost seems like half giant or half Goliath to you. You can't really place what he is. Um, <laughs> I bet you that guy could kill a musket man. <laughs> <laughs> As you look in the center of this uh, circle of fighting, you see a man uh, who you're very familiar with, but he seems a lot younger. Uh, you see Gwen stumbling in the center of this uh, of this, this fight um, with a. Uh, a drow that you're also familiar with, but also seeming to be to be younger. Uh, you see Galathar standing beside uh, Gwen as he stumbles back as as the crowd catches him and pushes him forward onto his feet. You see Galathar kind of uh, look up at the red tiefling after he does that good hit <laughs> on the on Gwen that knocked him down. <laughs> <laughs> You you see uh, the younger version of Mister O. Uh, he smirks and says, "For your freedom, it must come with a penalty." You, he points towards the uh, the drow uh, Galathar. Oh. Take his ear. Give it to me. I forgot about this scene. <laughs> you see, uh, they discuss for a moment, but then the drow turns and slices Gal- uh, Gwen's ear off. He cries out in pain. Uh, you kind of Grimace and, and look away as as you see the slash and the blood splurt out. Grimace and, and and look away. You look back and see the empty tavern with six uh six drinks on the counter and a key. Well, buttons up. Do you not remember what happened last time? He he literally you guys like all fell asleep last time because he fucking like um drugged you basically. <laughs> um I'm gonna sit at the one near the key and I wanna look at the key. Uh it has a sigil uh on it that I need you to roll a uh knowledge history and knowledge arcana for. Both? Uh a one or the other. Okay. Um let's see. Where is that? Your friend has questionable taste inside of entertainment and illusions. Twenty-one. Yeah, I'm sure. Say he was her friend. 
21, you, you look upon the, the sigil on this key and you recognize it as a tattoo that was on Kavalis when you met him. <laughs> Toby's just going to kind of chuckle. He's going to kind of like tap the key on the table and be like, not uh, obviously, like he's not around, right? Like he's just uh. You want to look around? Yeah, I'm gonna look around. Uh, you look around uh, as you look around, and you're you're almost convinced that he's not there. You look towards the door and see him just leaning against the door. As you see his pale blue skin, silver hair that's been like slicked back. Uh, he wears uh, a dark uh, a dark suit with a dark tie. I'm gonna raise my glass to him and then actually drink it this time. He opens the door and disapparates as you down the glass. Yeah, finish it and be like. Uh, and uh, say, guys, I think we uh, better get on our ways. Yes, it's not exactly a warm welcome here, is it? Warmer than you think. Should we not get Wayne out of there? Or... He, he's not there anymore. It disappeared. Like, it's oh, okay. kind of like a vision. Uh, it's almost like a, you were on. watching a memory. Yeah. No. Okay. Um. As uh, as Galthar chopped the ear off of Gwen, as you all kind of grimaced as and and watched the uh the blood splurt from his ear, uh, you you all kind of looked away and 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 kind of winced, and in that moment, the vision, the the what you as a as a magic caster and you as someone who's experienced many visions would, you recognize it as a memory. And give me a knowledge uh, arcana if you can. Yes, you. Okay. Um, that's going to have to be intelligence. Uh, 14. 14. Yeah. No, that's, that's enough to recognize as someone who's dealt in a lot of these. You recognize this as a memory of, of Osiris's, of Mr. O's. This is something that he was reliving and wanted to pass into your vision before he gave you this, this gift of a key. Okay, cool. As you all, oh, oh sorry, go on. No, you go on. No, I, I'm not saying something until we're in the cart, anyways. So yeah, you you make your way back into the cart and back on the road. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with that arrangement. I'm gonna pull out the key. I'm like, do you guys know what this is? I, I'm pretty sure this is the key to the spire. This this marking here, it's the same as Gavalis' tattoo. 
should we cast some duplicates in case we need a backup? I don't think, um... I feel like that wouldn't work, but, um... I think it's better if we just keep it safe and uh, don't require any duplicates. I doubt we can right. um, replicate whatever spells um, in it. There's no way it's an innate key. Mm. Uh, who's driving the cart? Probably Yonatan, I would think. He's usually the one with the handle animal check. Is that cool with you? Mm. Yep. Yeah, go ahead and roll me a handle animal as uh, you make your, your way north towards the Cerberus Hills. Okay, uh, I assume I'm not used to uh, these animals yet. Nope, uh, it's 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 your horse. You're you're familiar with this horse. Okay. Um, would I have advantage or no? Um, I'll give you um, advantage on this roll, but then disadvantage on the next one as you move into harsher terrain. Okay. As you move off the pass, so advantage on the first, disadvantage on the second. That's true. Okay. That is a animal. Uh, that is a thirty-three. All right, and the disadvantage. Uh, the one on disadvantage. Twenty-three. I okay. rolled a nineteen and an eight naturally. As uh, the journey towards the Cerberus Hills, as you uh, follow the waystone towards Sephir's uh, uh, camp, uh, as the uh, the weather begins to get a little bit colder, how do you guys uh, manage against the the colder temperatures? We've been up here before. We probably have some sort of coat or something. I'm gonna take a cloak from my bag and put it on. Kind of jank, trying to get it to fit over my armor jankily. Um, I'm just not gonna bother uh, putting a coat on and instead cast uh, Endure Elements. Uh, oh. Endure Elements. Uh, let's. Uh, a creature protected by endure elements suffers no harm from being in a hot or cold environment. Yeah, you see, uh, Yonatan actually, as he he, he uh, focuses on his uh, emerald uh, gift from Varus, he uses that as a focus. As you see, after he casts after a spell, he actually takes off one of his layers. As he's as to him, it's it's a nice summer day to him. 
as he okay. takes off his sweater and kind of uh, hands it towards Alistair and, uh, and says, oh, I don't really need this. Gestures towards him. Anyone else need the good sweater? Okay, then. Would I be able just to, like, half activate it so I just have the heat coming in from inside me? Um, sorry, what do you want to half activate? So, you know how I have the ability for drinking breath, right? Yeah. I was wondering if I could, instead of doing, like, a full breath, just have it where it's like I can summon the heat so it just warms me from inside. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As you kind of begin to focus on your dragon heritage, you, you feel your chest begin to warm as, as the rest of your body follows suit as you focus your breathing and, and are able to endure the elements through your own uh, dragonic warmth. And Is everyone good then? I'm just used to the cold, though. Yeah, I think so. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is actually uh, as far as uh, Shadow Guard uh, weather goes. This is probably the warm. Like this is warmer than the warmest day on Shadow Guard. So to you, you don't care. Uh, just uh, James, give me a quick uh, five, and then we will talk to Safiri. Um, as, uh, you all, uh, with Yorish's first check, you guys made it to about here, and with the second check, uh, is where the terrain starts to turn from path to, to deeper snow and, and harsher terrain. As he expertly guides uh, your horse and cart through the deeper snow up towards uh, the looming roofs of the Cerberus Hills, which is the, the, the main dominating mountain range of the northern hemisphere of the Darien Empire. As you track the waystone, as you move forward past the cave where you saw the carved G. <clears throat> where you stayed the first night where you, where you uh, met after you met uh, consults notes no he was just dying yeah I was just dying sorry Oh my uh, bad. After oh, my you bad. you first met, <laughs> oh my bad, bro. You die in peace, I guess. Uh, as uh, uh, the the first time you met Safiri up in the Cerberus Hills, you find the waystone leads you a little bit more north and towards the east. Uh, who? Who has the best listen modifier? Not me. Twelve. Probably knees. 
anyone have higher than a 10? No. Knees just said he had a 12, I think. Okay. Knees, as you're, as you and the rest of your party, it becoming, too, uh, the snow becoming a little bit too deep for you all to be sitting in the cart and pulling it at the same time. Uh, Yonatan just leading the horse and the cart through with all your stuff on it. As you all are trekking your way, as you hear the crunch of the fresh, freshly fallen snow. Knees, you hear a twang of a bow string tightening. As you hear it up uh, in a tree. About uh, 15, 15 feet away from you and about 20 feet up in the tree. 15 feet away, 20 feet up? Yeah. Where, are we in an open carriage? Pardon me? Are we in open, like the cart, is it an open cart or is it a closed cart? It, it's an open cart, but you guys are currently outside of the cart walking. As, as if you all were in the cart right now, it would be too uh, heavy for your uh, horse to be able to pull it through. Okay. Um, with hearing that, I turn and fire a lightning bolt breath upwards. Oh, damn. Towards the noise. Uh, wh what do you roll on your lightning breath? What's your, what's your attack as you react first? Oh, it's, I don't roll for an attack. It's a reflex save. It's a reflex? Uh... Dice are all the way over here. All right, Owen, I'm gonna use the uh, the pink dice that you gave me. Hey. And if the rules bad, uh, it's all your fault. I rolled the two. <laughs> that guy was not expecting you to hear him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that definitely doesn't hit the reflex. Yeah, dude, he totally has a plus 22 modifier, so it misses. How convenient. Well, uh, it's 17 electric damage. 17 electric damage as you hearing the twang of the bowstring, you immediately react and send an arc of lightning up from your mouth as you hear uh, almost like a, a dog whimper as you see a humanoid form of a dog folk tumble out of the tree and slam into the snow ground below. Uh, sorry, how much damage was that? 17. 17, and that's gonna be... Hearing the lightning, obviously, and then fear. What, what just happened? <laughs> and then I'm gonna kind of rush over uh, to the dog guy. An extra 16 damage from fall damage. <laughs> as he's uh, pretty fucked up. As you see uh, two more like dog folk people swing out from trees with their, with their weapons drawn. Both uh, two uh, jagged... Uh, 
short short swords. Aren't you? Uh, aren't you Safiri's men? Why do you cross into our territory? We have business with Safiri. So be it. Um, I'm sure my comrade here had a reason for shooting or attacking your friend out of the tree. Right, Knees? This is kind of like... I heard the... Oh, see, he drew his weapon first. Follow. Um, so he leads you. I'm going to take through. the damaged guy and put him in the cart. <laughs> put a blood blanket on him. As he leads you uh, into into a valley, into a, a shallow cave where you see uh, a roaring bonfire roasting three large elk at once as you see uh, uh, different uh, dog folk uh, turning the rotisserie and making sure each are, are evenly. You see, see different uh, various tents and, and other fires laid out and as you approach you see uh, two century dog folk kind of kind of look out and snarl for a moment and the the dog folk leading you just puts up his hand and they nod and allow you to pass leading to leading you towards a uh, a dog folk who's uh, much larger than the rest he uh, much most of the dog folk stand about uh, five foot six he stands about seven to eight feet tall with uh, bleach white fur that has been blood stained over time to his to his left you see a large uh, ornate warhammer as he's he's discussing with uh, a few uh, seemingly more high ranking uh, members of his of his herd do we like pass as, by a medical tent that I could have like dropped that dude off at as we were passing by yeah, I as, as you, as you... a medical tent. After all, this is a prime opportunity for me to spend a little bit of time with this dog folk uh, character and express to him the virtues of uh, Grey Clip Industries' Stone of Agu, the healing stone. Just hold it inside of your hand, press it against the uh, harmed individual, and repeat the word Agu. And that, in and of itself, will slowly heal the person over the course of time. I'm gonna put it in the dog folks' hand, and then just like, uh, or we don't want to let him keep it. Um, all right, uh, watch this. <laughs> Do it. Go ahead, Alistair. Just rapid fire Agu him, or does he have to say it? Oh, uh, I can say it. Agu, 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 Agu. And this repeats seventeen as he plus incrementally... times. Thirty-three, I think. Yes, thirty-three. <laughs> Uh, repeating the word Agu as, as more like and more dogs folk <laughs> kind of like surround near where you guys are looking in curiosity. Uh, the the larger dog folk finally catches uh, attention to your presence and 
uh, walks his way over and punches Orgolan in the shoulder. It's good to see you all again. You as well, my friend. As he, he uh, claps your uh, clasps your arm in a in a in a bro shake and. <laughs> to what do I owe the pleasure? Well, if you uh, remember the last time we met, uh, we're due for another. Sp- fire um, attack, and we hear you may know where to find Cavalluses. The Spire of Lies. You have the means to enter. I'll uh, produce the key. Yeah. There's some crazy motherfuckers. I, I like a, it. Shoot him a wink. <laughs> Isn't that obvious? Would you stay for dinner? What time is it now? Uh, Probably getting around four o'clock. Yeah, why not? Don't want to go march to our deaths on an empty stomach. Uh, but for the sake of time, uh, you all eat as uh, Safiri and a, and a few hand-picked uh, dog folk. Uh, after the meal, begin to take you northward. As you see... Yeah, they'll take care of it. We don't really need... No point in bringing that card up there, I think. Is there anything anyone would wish to say as they lead you towards the spire? So, um, Safiri, have you scouted out the tower yet? Any information you can give us? Yeah, do you know anything at all about it? Tower is odd. It occasionally kind of shimmers. But uh, it's not like it doesn't exist. It, it's, it's physical. It's there. It just it seems to be in an odd state. A lot of that going around lately. We, we tried to pick the lock of the front door and all of our efforts have, have failed. Yeah, I assume this key's magical. We thought as much. Beyond what lies in the spire, I cannot tell you. But I can tell you from knowledge of Kavalis that He has an ego. He wants to he wants to give you a hint and still watch you struggle. So lean into his ego and watch out for his clues. As they might give you a hand in making your way through the spire. 
Um, have any enemies patrolled outside the tower? As as long as I've been watching it, nothing has entered nor exited. It's locked down tight. Mm. All right. Well, time for us to get to work uh, on locking down this motherfucker and well i'm gonna be honest if this is the last mission we're on before we die uh, it was a pleasure serving with you lads can't think like that not at least until we save calvin if we die we might as well do it all together indeed I don't like that option. How about how about we aim for a more optimistic output? I'm okay with everyone making it through this just perfectly fine. As Alistair tries to to project these feelings, you see the spire come into your view, a a large looming cylindrical spire of almost dark, unnerving stones that just it it just seems like something that doesn't belong in this in this white, beautiful scape as you see the frozen sea north of the Darian Empire uh, uh, span out into beyond the horizon. You see this eyesore of a dark tower. That just, it's just, it gives you an unnerving feeling as you attempt to uh, uh, give this speech uh, to your to your fellow party mates. You know what? I'm with him. If I'm going to die, I don't want it to be in that butt-ugly tower. Yeah, there's way better cards that I could find. Agreed. Certainly better crafted Absolutely. My okay, we should come here. Before we go in, I'm just going to pop into the hole for a minute. That way I can load up on a couple of extra pieces of doweling in case I need to make a disposable rod or, or a wand or two. Go for it. While I slip down there, I make my way down into... Uh, into the bedroom level of uh, my hole and pull out from underneath my pillow a single wand, slip it in, go back up to the workshop level. I'm going to need uh, a dowel of uh, Eldritch Whirlwood. Uh, Zinnia, do you have any of the bronze wood? And uh, I think I could use some Fey Cherry. Of course, Master. Let me retrieve it for you. Excellent. Here you are, sir. Perfect. Thank you. Slip them to the last remaining registers that were inside of the wand bracer. Okay, I've got the etcher, the fell sonic snap, and three blanks ready to go. Let's have some fun.
Do be safe, master. I don't know what I'd do without you. And I climb back out of the hole. Okay, I've got my blanks ready to go. I'm just kind of come on then from like further down the hill as we're heading towards this fire. Oh. All <laughs> right. Uh, the large looming doors in front of you. The doors are seem to be painted with you. You guys know like the like the whatever like the void three paint. Yeah. That like. Uh, black, black. It's like super dark. <clears throat> the yeah. black is black. Kind of like that's what black. the yeah yeah that's what the door is is painted with is like the the unnerving kind of dark gray stones, and then this just black opaque door, looming in front of you, with a with a silver keyhole in one of the doors. Are we ready? Should we Hell bring yeah. lavender Should... with us? Should we what? Should we bring lavender with us? Um, or do you think that she would better serve waiting out front? That's really your call. You know her better than you know her abilities better than we do. We have no idea what this um tower is gonna be like. Will she fit? You tell me, man. <laughs> It seems big enough, like, at, at the doorway that you you are sta currently standing at, it seems big enough for her to fit. Maybe we can have her... Alright. Yeah, okay. Alright. Well then, I'll let her out of the hole, fold my, uh, fold the hole back up, put it in the backpack, and I'll go ahead and hold her, uh, hold her by, uh, or at least Guide her by one of the three heads. All right. Let's do this. As you slip the key into the keyhole, you turn and you hear a lock click. So you remove the key, the door on its own swings open as the opaque black doors uh, upon them you see a almost abstract like painted version of Kavalis as you hear his laughter <laughs> let's have some fun as you see the abstract painted uh, uh, versions of him extend their arms out almost uh like uh, very cocky, like beckoning you in as the doors swing open. As the as they swing to a stop, you see the abstract version stop moving, as if they're welcoming you into the into the spire. Can you um repeat what uh, Jeshima said the one more time about the trap at the end? Or the uh... Uh, the trap. At the end of the hallway is inevitable, and it will lead to consequences if you enter. Okay. Well, 
We didn't unlock the door to chicken out. You're right. Well, I'm gonna drop my sword and walk into the walk into the building. Before yeah. we go, um, <sighs> I do have. I would think best trap finding abilities out of anyone here. Um, would it be all right if I led from here? Of course. As you wish. I am going to lead the party as I go in to the tower. As you lead the way, as you purge your way into the boundaries of the tower, you feel yourself almost passing through a force field. As you step into the dark room, uh, the dark opening room of the spire. It's a very uh, similar cylindrical uh, or uh, circular room as the, the first room. However, not as dark as uh, Jeshima's Spire of Darkness. Peter, stay back! Go back! Go back to the camp until I find you. Find you. <laughs> he growls at you and, and nuzzles right into your hip as if to say, I'm not leaving you. Peter, I don't want you to die. As he doesn't even look at you, he's staring forward into the room. Peter, please. So I I can't lose you. Too. So is it like low light? Because you say it's dark, but like not as. It's it's yeah, it's low light. It's dark, but it's not like the the void darkness of Jeshima's fire, and it's not like a pitch black room. There is minimal light in the room. Okay. And as Jonathan tries to reason with Peter, he still just stands as rigid, attached to your hip, staring into the room. I think he senses something. Um, Jonathan is not going to let his master go towards whatever it is alone. If you're going to come with me, then stay alive for me, all right? Can you sense his thoughts? Yeah, we're telepathically linked. Uh, he says he smells dragon blood. Damn, Peter, what do you know about dragon blood? Dragon blood. Apparently enough. Here? Why? I don't know, but I sense it. I'm going to see if I can detect any traps and any sort of mechanisms or sensors or anything like that. Uh, have, you, have you all purged through the, the entry of the doorway? I went in first, and so yes, I have. Jonathan did. Everybody else follow. Yep. Right. Um. 
Uh, as you take in your surroundings, it is generally an empty circular room, but as you look back towards the doorway, you see arcane lettering uh, above the door that says, leave as you entered. Is it the only doorway? It is the only, uh, the, it is like the only doorway, but uh, across from you from the cylindrical room, you see uh, a stairwell that descends downward. <clears throat> Leave as you enter. What do you guys reckon that means? Marching order is too boring of an answer. I'm going to assume that it wouldn't want something ridiculous like us to walk backwards through the door of the threshold. I mean, maybe. I mean, that would just look silly. He's a trickster, you know? He's a, he's a liar. He wants to watch us wants to watch us tickle our brains and not know what to do. So we'll keep that idea in the back of our minds. So is that saying to leave the building or to leave this room? Because there's also a staircase. What do we do? Is there lettering over the stairwell? Like, uh... It's over the doorway. As if to signify your exit. Like, over the doorway we just back? came in. Over the doorway you just entered, yes. To signify your exit. Okay. And there's nothing uh, uh, nothing over the staircase. It's over the doorway that you entered through. I mean... We've got... I mean, if we're gonna take this guy down, I feel like um, is there anything at the end of the hall, or is it just it's a, a staircase? It, it, there is no hallway in this room. It's a circular room that leads to a, a descending spiral staircase. Not... Okay, and there's nothing in the current room that we're in now? Nothing, nothing of note. No, it is an empty room other than the door you entered through with the lettering and the 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 descending staircase in front of you. Okay, uh, I'm gonna carefully uh, start heading for the staircase, uh, checking for traps as I go along. Are you sure that's? And with Yonatan leaving, leading the charge, checking for traps. That's where we'll end it off for this week, as we will continue. Uh, I think hopefully next week, it, as we progress into the Spire of Lies. Um, yeah, I don't think we need any inspo points for that session. No, I think it was just getting to, to point A to point B. <clears throat> that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of a lot of good information came to light that at that session. Oh, for sure. A reference to to uh, a few different pasts and uh, you know warnings of a possible future as you all descend into a spire of mysterious mysteriousness. I, I don't know what, where to go from there. So join us next week as we find the Adenawul. 
fighting their way through this mysterious funhouse of a spire. Bye, have a great time.